Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. Great to see you. If you're new, great to see you. If you're old, great to see you. Great to see you. Great to see you. Um, Would we give a hand to all the people watching online? There's a whole bunch of people watching online. Appreciate you. Glad you're here. And uh, we're in the middle of a series called Life Is. And last week, if you were here, I began to talk about life is a garden. But today, I changed the title of my talk. I, I made it different. In the first service. Sometimes the first service I do a trial message. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. But the title of my talk is Life is a Gift, a Trust, and a Mission. Life is a Gift, a Trust, and a Mission. Come on, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for every man, every woman within the sound of my voice. Those watching online, those in the auditorium, I thank you for the kids' teachers teaching and the kids in those rooms. I thank you for families who are part of this house. I pray your strength upon every single person, every family represented right now. Holy Spirit of the living God, flow through your servant into your people. Equip them for the works of ministry. Equip them, fill them with faith and hope and love. Fill them with vision, I pray. Let the touch of God come in this place right now. I sense it. I know it's already here, Father. So I declare over Your people, Your blessing. Speak to them the way they need it, I pray. Come on, pray this simple prayer. Say, Jesus, speak to my heart. Change my life. Use Your Word, Your Spirit and Your people to shape me to become the person You desire me to become. In the name of Jesus. And a faith-filled group of people said, Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand one more time. Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, worship team. Grab your seat. Grab your seat. How many like them all? Say yes. How many don't like them all? Say yes. I was at the mall recently. I wasn't at the mall shopping because I feel like I tell people I was at the mall a lot. Really, I go to the mall for the coffee. Go to the mall for the coffee and the ambience because I like high ceilings. I like a place to look nice. And so I was at the mall grabbing coffee. I was actually working on some leadership stuff, some transform stuff and my message. And as I left the mall, uh, I have a black Toyota and I jump into a black Toyota. I look to the right. Like, that doesn't look like my stuff. I look back, I'm like, that's not my baby seat. And then it dawned on me in a moment, I was like, ah, I'm in the wrong car. I jump out and literally expected someone to come on over, just what the, just, just beat me up, pretend I was a criminal for a second. Cause right next to my black Toyota, they had their black Toyota, I got in the wrong car. Crazy. I'm still hoping there's no video later like pastors stealing cars, going wild on social media. 
I don't mind getting famous, but I don't want to be for that stupid reason, you know? It's funny that you and I can get in the wrong vehicle. The wrong vehicle will take you to the wrong place, won't it? It's amazing that your thinking, your thinking, how you think will affect what you be and what you be will affect what you do. It is so important how you think. It is so important what you believe because how many know that wrong thinking will take you to the wrong place? Wrong thinking will get you beat up. Wrong thinking will keep you broke. Wrong thinking will get you in wrong relationships. Wrong thinking will keep people away from the house of God. Wrong thinking will make you think wrong about God. Life is a gift. James chapter 1, verse 17 tells us this that it says, Every good and perfect, someone say it with me, gift. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. Have you ever noticed that sometimes life feels like a burden? Have you ever felt like life feels like a struggle sometimes? Life can feel difficult. And if you're not cognizant, if I'm not cognizant, we'll jump into the vehicle that life is a burden and life is too hard. And we actually forget that life actually is a gift. I was complimented recently by one of the people that work down in the hair salon. She came up to me. She's like, hey, you lead this church, right? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, you're doing something good. I was like, why is that? She's like, everyone seems to come around here and they're so happy. They're happy. And I think that's a compliment to what we're doing at this church because if everyone's crying when they leave. <laughs> the Bible actually says in the book of Psalms that I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. The house of the Lord should be a place of joy. When we view God in His goodness and life as a gift, the byproduct of that is joy. It's actually joy, it's happiness. Think of the simple things of your life that are a gift right now. Like, how many know life is a gift? What you wear. Now you bought it, but someone made it, so it's still a gift. Your job is a gift. The giftings that you have on the inside, like Tessa can sing, and it's a gift to her and to others. Larry is a great people person, really connects to people. You look you in the eye, talk to you passionately. He's good at marketing, good at managing, and all that kind of stuff. That's a gift both to him and to others. You're a gift. I'm a gift. Say that with me. I'm a gift. I'm a gift. Come on, say it again. I'm a, I'm a gift. I know some people that are amazing at managing. I know others who are amazing at administration. I know others who are amazing at construction. I know others. You and I are gifted by God. Life itself is a gift. And when we step into that right thinking, it takes us to a right place, doesn't it? It takes us to a place of Joy. How many want more joy in your life? Here's the truth. I don't determine what gifts I have, but I do determine my attitude towards the gift and the giver. 
Let me say that again. I don't determine what gifts I have, but I do determine my attitude towards the gift and the giver. We're going to dive into a passage of Scripture that is famous Matthew chapter 25. Matthew 24, Jesus is preaching about the end times, the final days. And Matthew 25, verse 1, he says, The kingdom of heaven is like, he begins to describe what it's like. And then in Matthew 25, he tells this amazing but famous parable of a man who's a manager, and the manager has a bunch of wealth, and he gives it to three different people. One he gives to Five, in essence, the, the, the Bible says five talents, but really that would be described as $5 million. He gives another one $2 million. He gives another one $1 million, which really is saying he's giving a gift of a lifetime. To one, he gives five. And the man goes away and he uses and exercises that gift. And the Bible says he multiplies that gift and the five becomes 10. And God says, well done, you good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a little thing. I'm gonna give you more. Someone say more. God is a God of blessing. He wants to bless you, but he gifts you something. And then he asks you to exercise faith so that you can multiply that thing. Someone say amen. Someone say yes. yes. He gives another person two, and the one he gives two, he does the same thing. He goes and works it and then doubles it. It becomes four. It's interesting that God then again looks at him and says, well done, you good and faithful servant. You've been faithful. The few things I will make you ruler over many things. One he gives five, one he gives two. How many know life isn't fair? It's just the way it is. Some people are taller than you. Some people are smarter than you. I meet some people sometimes, I'm like, dang, smart, smart. Alex Barra Sr. is a gifted person when it comes to detail. I'm a non-detailed person. Like he'll just have lists upon lists upon lists. My lists confuse me. I'm like, uh, I kind of look at it and then I just start working towards what I need to work on. I'm a non-detailed person. That's a gift, but mine's a gift. But here's the thing, if he tries to be like me and I tried to be like him and I don't value the gift on my life, but I value someone else's gift, how many know it it works against me? The Apostle Paul says, when I compare myself with others, he says, I'm not wise. That's why sometimes spending too long on social media is actually crippling you because you're watching other people live instead of living. Because you're watching other gifts exercise instead of exercising your gifts. And life is a gift, but here's the thing. Life is a trust. Someone say trust. God has entrusted you with these gifts. Many years ago, I was coaching tennis. The first five years, I think, of our marriage, I was working full-time as a tennis pro at various different clubs in the area. I worked the Short Hills Club, very affluent area, Most of them are bankers and Wall Street people. And so you're rubbing shoulders with multi-multi-millionaires. You used to play squash with the guys worth $500 million. But I was hanging out with another guy and he was 44. He'd retired already. Been retired like four years. But he said something so interesting that I still remember to this day. We were talking about wealthy people, which I thought he was wealthy. But it's funny that wealthy people talk about other people who are wealthier than them. And he said this, oh, that's a trust fund baby. And then he said this, he said, it rarely goes well for trust fund babies. Which is interesting because you think it would, right? You've opened the door. You've given me everything. 
You know, the truth is, all of us are trust fund babies. God has trusted us with gifts. And he's watching to see if you exercise your gift. Life is a gift and life is a trust. Someone say that with me. Life is a gift. Life is a a trust. And life is a mission. Life is a mission. John chapter 19 verse 28 says this. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. Say that with me. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. Jesus, if you want to describe in four words the life of Jesus, I would call it man on a mission. Man on a mission. Like everything Jesus did was about his father's mission. He sent to earth into Mary, a virgin, and his birth and angels announce him. And and then he begins to live his life and he has this zeal for the house of God. He he couldn't get away with it. At 12, 13, he's, he's he's talking to scribes and Pharisees and they are absolutely perplexed and amazed by his learning and his zeal. Even at 12 and 13 years old, they are amazed by him. He's a man on a mission. For the next 18 years of his life, we know that he grew in wisdom and stature and favour with God, favour with man. He's a carpenter. Is basically what we know about him. And then for the next three years of his life, he is a man on mission. What he saw his father do, he would do. And it didn't seem to matter if the crowd begged for his attention. The crowd's like, come with us, Jesus, we're going to make you king. He was like, no, I'm out. They would call for him and he would leave. It was like he was the most famous guy but didn't want to be famous. He was known everywhere, but what he really cared about was continually hearing his father's voice so that he could do what his father wanted him to do. In this book, I I love Keith Craft. He's a pastor of a church and he's a leader. He wrote a book called um, Your Divine Fingerprint. And in Your Divine Fingerprint, he describes this, this simple philosophy of actually how to follow God. He says it's about thinking, then it's about being, and then it's about doing. How many know you have to think right so you can be right, so you can do right? If you think wrong, then you're going to be wrong, then you're going to do wrong. But if you think right, then you're going to be right, then you're going to do right. I know I'm from Australia, that's why I'm hopping. (laughs) See, why is your thinking regarding life so important that life is a gift from God so that you can be right, not an ungrateful person, but a thankful person? Why is it so important that you think right so that you re- recognise that every gift in your life is given by God, then you can be right. You're not a prideful person, you're a humble person because everything you got, you got given anyway. And then you can do right. Listen to this. Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. What if I told you that every Christian should live with a sense of mission? Half the room got it. What if I told you that every Christian should live with a sense of mission? 
If I'm following Jesus, how can I not have a sense of mission? Because if he is the most mission-minded man we've ever seen, and therefore he gives mission, how can I not have a sense of mission? A man without a mission is dangerous often. He'll waste his time, waste his resources. But a man with a mission, a woman with a mission, that becomes formed in the hand of God, doesn't it? Let me give you an illustration of how everyone can fulfill a God-given mission. A friend of mine is in the Ukraine right now. He actually went to school with Miriam in Sydney, Australia, did Hillsong Leadership College. And we became friends way back then. He actually served in our church for about a year, didn't really work out. He's in the Ukraine right now with his family and he has started a nonprofit organisation which is basically helping orphans. He's had that dream on his heart for 20 years. 20 years that God has been preparing him shaping him, giving him desires. He went on mission trips. He did some stuff in the Ukraine. But then eventually he was just like, the burden became so strong on the inside that he's like, I just have to step out and start doing some stuff. Takes his whole family to the Ukraine, begins to help some orphanages and so forth, and now is making an orphanage. But how many know that just because it's God's mission, you need some other people? This is where other people come in. This is where it doesn't matter if you are the one who receives the vision, you should come alongside a vision. Let me tell you, a wealthy man in Canada has this dream and the dream goes like this, give Justin Hazlett, my friend in the Ukraine, $100,000. Calls up Justin, he's like, hey Justin, I had a dream, I meant to give you $100,000. Justin probably said, praise the Lord. He might have done a couple of backflips, maybe run around church a couple of times, went a little Pentecostal on everyone, right? He's like, woo! <laughs> Justin actually said, ah, oh, pray about it, man. And he was like, no, I got nothing to pray about. God has shown me that I meant to give you $100,000 for your ministry. Then the next month, wired him $100,000 check. How many know that that man's blessing is business, but now he's becoming a man on mission with someone else to fulfill a divine mission. So you got to link. I have to link my gift with a God-given mission. The God-given mission of mankind. Or I should say the God-given mission of God is to rescue mankind. That is His mission. If you don't know Jesus in this place, I just want to know, I want to tell you today, Jesus wants to know you. He doesn't want to give you a religion. He wants to know you personally. He wants to give you Himself. But then when He gives you Himself, He wants to take you on a mission. How many of you get distracted from time to time? Some of you put hands up, some of you put feet up. I get distracted. I don't know if it's ADD. I don't know if it's ADHD. I've never been diagnosed. All of us get distracted. But here's the thing. Jesus' mission, Jesus' priorities for a Jesus follower ends up having to become your 
your priorities at one point of the game. Life is a gift. Life is a trust, but life is a mission. And your gift, Tessa, your gift, your gift to lead, your gift to sing, your gift to business, everyone's gift can actually be a blessing everywhere. If you just give God the gift, say, God, take my gift and let me reflect it for your namesake. Does that make sense? Listen to what 2 Timothy, let me teach for a second. 2 Timothy chapter 2, Paul is speaking to his son in the faith, Timothy, and here's what he says. He says, you then, my son, be strong. Someone say, be strong. strong. Come on, say it again, be strong. Now this isn't be strong in you, it's be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And then he says this, verse two, he goes on to say, and the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, you're gonna entrust to reliable people who will also be out of qualified to teach others. What's happening here? Paul has received a divine mission from Jesus. He has received it and he's giving it to Timothy and Timothy is giving it to someone else. And, and those people are giving it to someone else. And you are here today because someone gave it to someone else. Do you know that I'm here today because Billy Graham was preaching and my mother got saved and my mother seemed to be able to pass that faith onto me and then I pass that faith onto someone else and your faith must pass on. It can't be about you. It can't be about your spiritual growth. It's got to be about their spiritual growth. Does that make sense? Listen, and some of you might be like, but, but I don't desire that yet. And that's where God wants to deal with the rocks in your life. That's where God wants to rake some of your priorities and your soul because you, let let me encourage you with this. Don't sprinkle on Christianity. You ever sprinkle on cake? Right, you sprinkle? You ever sprinkle some salt on steak? I mean, use, use a little bit. I mean, use a lot. Too many people try to sprinkle their Christianity. Here's what we try to do. We try to sprinkle on our American dream. God bless me instead of help me be a blessing. Anoint me to be a blessing. Anoint me to be a blessing. Help me stop thinking about me. You know what a lot of people have? Me-itis. That's why the house of God is so important. That's why worship is so important. That's why getting in the group is so important. That's why, my goodness, the Word of God is so important. That's why the preaching of the Word of God is so important because it gets you out of me-itis. Like Pastor Fernando said, the greatest disease in the world isn't COVID. It's sin and sin's fruit is me-itis. And God's trying to get some people with, with an attitude of life as a gift, but it's also a trust, but it's also a mission. I went on a cruise 12, 13 years ago. Cruises are the will of God. It's an amazing trip. It's amazing. Have all the amenities, all the food. You like climb rocks, rock climb, that's what I mean. <laughs> you stop in islands, 
eat great food, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, it's all you can eat. People will come around, serve you. Any, more of anything, more of everything. Life is not a cruise ship, though. It's a battleship. We want it to be a cruise ship, don't we? We want people to serve us and bring us stuff. And <laughs> But life is actually not a cruise ship, not that God doesn't want you to be blessed, but life is actually a battleship where God wants to take your God-given gifts in a God-given way, even take your pains and your successes and take all of that and somehow take His Spirit and begin to morph that into not just about you, but about His glory. How much more awesome would the world look, the world look if it reflected Him? Let me say that again. How much more awesome would the world look if it reflected Him? Guess how you change the world? You start to reflect Him by treating life as a gift and life as a trust and life as a God-given mission. Let me share with you just a couple of thoughts for some of you who are perhaps more new to the Christian faith, maybe you've been a Christian a year or two or something like that. I'm going to have Darren come back and worship team come back. Um, you might be like, Anthony, I mean, I don't want other people to grow spiritually. I don't really care about other people. And that's just real, right? Someone's just like, I don't care. Stuff them. When I was 18 years old, the fire of God, the presence of God came on my life. And all of a sudden, I wanted other people to grow. Like no one taught me to do it. I just wanted them to grow. I started praying for our church to grow. I started praying for my family to grow spiritually. I started praying for my mom and my dad. I started praying for friends to grow. I just, I caught a fire that was, this fire was this desire to see others grow. Went to Liberty University and, and I wanted to see others grow. I was praying that the campus would, revival would come on the campus and, and God began to say, hey, lead a Bible study and do these other things. And, and let me just suggest this, that one of the ways that you and I determine whether we're growing spiritually is I would ask you two quick questions. A lot of people at this time, we talk about take a test, take a COVID test, take a flu test. And they're like, hey, you talk to people like, hey, you sick? Hey, can you smell? <laughs> you got your taste? And they'll ask you those questions because what are they really saying? They're saying, do you have the symptoms of COVID? What are the symptoms of a Christian that's growing? I would say this, it's a desire more than anything else, it's a desire for God's will to be born in your heart. It's a desire for God's will to be born in other people. It's a desire for God's will to be born in your family. It's a, it's a desire for that. But let me suggest, like, here's the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. If I ask myself, here's a COVID test, fruit test. If I simply say to myself, am I bearing love and joy and peace? Not perfectly, but am I bearing those? 
okay, I'm, I'm growing spiritually. If I'm frustrated all the time, if I've got attitudes all the time, if I'm mad everyone, if I have no peace in my life, how many know that I'm a little bit stuck? Doesn't mean I'm not a Christian. It just means that the fruit on the tree, it's not that good. I was digging into a mango the other day and I was so disappointed because you're about to eat it and it was brown on the inside. How I many know that sometimes you, you got married and then you realise you cut away some of the peel and then you realise that there's some bruises on the inside? No one. Okay. You married Gabriel. Good. Love, joy, peace. Do you have it? Second thing, how committed or passionate are you about God's mission? It's not just about love, joy and peace, it's about His mission. So if I have no fire, no commitment to God's mission, how many know God wants me to grow? How many know what God wants me to grow? And growing might be so simple to just say this, God, help me care more about what you care about simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be some deep prayer. But it can be as simple as this. God, help me care more about what you personally care about. So all across this place, I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Life is a gift. None of us treat life like a gift all the time. In our humanity, we often see it as otherwise. But I just want to remind some people today that life is a gift. Let God's Word remind you today that life is a gift. Life's a gift. Life's a trust. Life is a trust. God has trusted you with His gifts. God has trusted you with a family. God has trusted you And in this moment, I I sense that there's just buried treasure in here. The man who buried his treasure got fearful. The greatest thing that will stop you and I progressing in faith is fear. And I just sense that there's some buried treasure, buried gifts. Sometimes it looks like this. You don't do anything with your God-given gifts because you're afraid that You do the wrong thing. I just want to encourage you to do something with your gifts and over time God can direct you in the right spot. But there's like a fear. What if I don't do it well? What if it's not great? Or you're trying to do something so great before you'll do something little. There's buried treasure in this place and God's looking for some buried treasure. He literally wants to release people to begin to exercise their gifts And I'm going to ask some people to to make a faith moment, a step out of fear moment. If you feel like you've buried some treasure, if you feel like you're not exercising your gifts because of fear in this place, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to just minister to some people. I'm going to pray and we're going to pray and we're going to believe God for people's buried treasure to come to the surface so that the gifts that God has placed in them will literally begin to be a blessing to many, many other people. I'm believing God for supernatural things in this service today. If you feel like that's you in this place, 
I'm gonna ask you to quickly stand to your feet all across this place. You feel like fear has buried your treasure, buried your gifts. I want you to stand to your feet quickly. Quickly stand, quickly stand, quickly stand. And I just wanna pray for you that the spirit of faith would get on you and that God would begin to take your gifts and begin to bless many, many people. Thank you so much for standing. That's awesome today. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. Don't be afraid. I'm telling you right now, the primary trick of the enemy is fear. What will everyone else think? I just wanna tell you in this moment, who cares? What does God think? He wants to grace you and love on you and encourage you and do something significant in your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Every gift, every gift, every gift, every gift. If you wanna stand, quickly stand now, stand now. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, I pray for every gift right now every gift. God, would You do a work in their heart, Lord? I've preached what I preach, but would You do the miracles? Would You shine off people, the dirt? Would You take away some of the the, the rocks and the dirt that bury people's gifts? Would You help people renew their minds so that they'd be able to step out in faith and just little by little begin to multiply that gift, Father? Let the anointing of God come upon this place right now. Let the anointing of heaven come upon this place right now. Let the anointing of heaven come upon this place right now. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. There's others of you. Life's a gift, but for you, life's a burden. You're not happy. You've lost your joy. I skipped this bit, but I just felt like the Lord remind me there's some people who just need to just go, man, life's a gift. And I'm complaining all the time and I'm, I'm stuck in, I'm not joyful at all because life has become a burden. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to deal with some people in this place. If that's you today, quickly stand to your feet. Don't worry about what other people think. Quickly stand to your feet right now. Life's a burden to you. Life's, you're complaining, you're not happy. Joy's gone, happiness is gone. What God wants to produce in your life Thank You, thank You. Father, in this place right now, just just as I'm praying for You, would You open Your hands to heaven, just simply surrendering to Him. Right now, in the Name of Jesus, let a fresh oil come back on Your people. Fill them with joy, fill them with joy. Renew the mind right now. Let old shells get off people. Let old skins get off people, in Jesus' Name. Father, I just declare over Your men and Your women, Your joy, Your joy, Your pictures. Lord, Your Word says that the prospect of the righteous is joy. So I declare over them today that the future imagination, the pictures, that they'll begin to see a joy in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Presence of God, come Holy Spirit. Presence of God, presence of God, presence of God, come in this place. Oh, let it minister to lives right now. There's one more group of people I wanna talk to before I ask people to come to Christ. And it's this, that if you have felt like at one stage of your life, you were on mission, you were living for Christ, you were making a difference in other people's life, but you have fallen off mission, 
No condemnation on you, no shame on you, no guilt on you. But you were walking and, and serving and, and man, you were passionate about heaven's mission. And somehow you got distracted or it just felt like the enemy came against you and you didn't know how to stand or you didn't stand. Once again, no shame on you, no guilt on you. But if you need that fire back, I'm gonna pray for you today and believe that the fire of God is coming back on your life. You might already be standing and, and you need to say, Pastor Anthony, that's me and just raise your hand. But if that's you today, if you feel like you've shrunken away from heaven's agenda, heaven's mission for your life, would you quickly stand to your feet all across this place? Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. That's awesome today. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Father, in the Name of Jesus, every person who just stood right now, A couple more need to stand. A couple more need to stand. Don't allow fear to stop you. It's pride and it's fear that stops you right now. Thank you. Don't worry about what other people think. Honestly, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Father, I pray right now in the Name of Jesus for every person who just feels like they've fallen off mission. In the Name of Jesus, let a fire from heaven be in their spirit. Let a fire from heaven be in their spirit. And I just pray that that fire would be healthy, it would be strong, it would burn in them what needs to burn. And in the Name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray You would begin to place them in the right place. Help them be effective for Your Name's sake. Holy Spirit, breathe upon them the breath of life, I pray. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name, in Jesus' Name. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord. You can all take your seat. I just want you to stay in an attitude of prayer for a moment. Thank You to every single person who stood. Thank You. You may be watching online, maybe in this auditorium right now and you've never said yes to Jesus. Not said yes to the Catholic Church or a Christian church or but you said yes from the bottom of your heart. You turned to Him. You trusted in Him. You didn't just say a prayer, but there was a moment where you knew something had changed on the inside, that the presence of God was real, that you just felt like faith awoken in that moment. If you've never had that moment, the call of God is simply come. The call of God is open your heart. The call of God is believe. Jesus said, Behold, I stand in the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and hang out with him. I'll be his friend. The presence of God is calling some people in this place right now. God says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life that you and your descendants might live. To declare Jesus as Lord is to declare Him sovereign and ruler and master and boss over all of your life. You may not know all that that means, but it means you become a child of God. It means you say, Jesus, I'm giving You Lordship over the area of my life and I'm saying, come in. So if that's you today, we're gonna pray a prayer. And in a moment, I'm gonna ask you to stand too. We're gonna pray a prayer as a church family. We're gonna pray a prayer, every single person watching online. We're gonna pray a simple prayer. And whether you're watching online or in this auditorium right now, once we've prayed that prayer, if you meant business with God, I'm gonna ask you to quickly stand. Coming all across this place, say, Jesus, thank You for dying for me. Thank You for the greatest gift ever given, dying on a cross, 
for the sin of the world. Right now, I declare you, my friend, my Saviour, my Lord, write my name in your book. Make me part of your family. I ask you now, in Jesus' Name. If you meant business with God, His eyes are closed and just in an attitude of prayer, I'm gonna ask you to quickly stand to your feet right now. Quickly stand to your feet right now. Quickly stand to your feet right now. That's awesome, that's awesome, that's awesome. Some of you rededicating your life. Some of you just saying yes to Christ right now. The first time, that's awesome today. Father, every person within the sound of my voice, every person that stood, every person watching online, Father, in Jesus' Name, bless them, strengthen them, move in their lives, let them never be the same again. Plant them in Your house, plant them in Your purpose. God, give them a fire to serve You, to know You, to follow You all the days of their life. Give them a persevering spirit, Lord, that would never be overcome, I pray in Jesus' Name. I'm gonna ask every single person to stand their feet. And can we give every single person a hand? Let's go to their feet right now. Come on, can we give it up?